again ask Brother Van Royen to come to the fore and just open the service with a word of prayer. Let's say a higher place that I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Amen. Pressing on the upward way, you heights Kosi 
Utulsuku ngaphambili inkosiko singakavelanga nathi belaziwe lusuku bolazi ukuthi lizoba khona namuhle ukuthi inkosi sibe phambi kwakho sikwazi ukudumisa sikuthusi singamakholwa kosi sibonakala inkosi siyenzume hluko emphakathini kosi singamakholwa kosi nezwi solizwa namuhla kosi konke kuyintando nomusa wakho kosi sibonga ningeke osiphoyona ukuze kosi sigcwaliseka kosi konke osiphoyona impilenzethu akwazi ukuthi uzosigcwalisela ngaphambi kwakho namuhla kosi siphume kosi sibantu abasha kosi njoba singenelana singenalutho siphume kosi sigcwele kosi siphuphuma sikwazi ukuthi noma siyemphakathini sibonakala njengamakholwa sicela kosi omandla nomusa nezimoto esamba ngazo kosi sifika ngokuphepha ngosenkozweni kosi konke kuyintando yakha sizenzeli kosi iba nomunye nomunye kosi ongaphumelelanga utafike namuhla kosi nalapho nkosi baye khona ezindaweni ezahlukene abanye bagula nkosi abanye beze babuthakathaka nasenkonzweni kodwa nkosi uyazi ukuthi bawuphumalana nasebangcono kosi wonke sikubeka egameni lakho akukho lapho singaye khona kodwa sizibeka sizithoba ngaphambi kombuso wakho nkosi namuhla wonke sicela kuwe nkosi amen Amen. We are just going to praise the Lord with just one or two songs. Immediately after that, we'll sing a worshiping song, welcoming the word of God to the floor. Amen. Prophetly, just give us a key, my brother. Just raise it a full tone. Uchezu pagame Upage
limited in front here, we are going to just sing one worshiping song as we'll be welcoming the man of God to the floor. Amen. Let us say, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. I once was lost, but now I'm found. A hopeless case, an empty space. If it's not for grace, amen. Just Lord, it's a little girl. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Oh, this No! 
Amen.
Amen. As we greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We greet all of you. Amen. If I had time, I was going to go one by one. Amen. But we are happy to be back into the house of the Lord. Amen. Bright John, God bless you. Were you on a honeymoon? <laughs> All right. We just officiated uh, Brother John and Sister Velimina's wedding. Was it two weeks back? Amen. So we are happy to see you in the house of the Lord. The family that prays together. Things together. That's right. The principle of life. Amen. Without waste of time, let's go to uh, the book of Revelation. God bless you. We'll do Revelation chapter 8, verse 1. He found it written this manner. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. As we pray, most gracious Heavenly Father, at this point in time, here we are. We are presenting ourselves in your presence. And Lord, we have come here to listen to you because we have come to realize that you are the potter and we are the clay. And that is why whenever we come into your presence, we are molded in such a manner that even the devil is scared of us. And that is why this evening is no exception. I know you'll be molding believers one by one Mm. according to their own situations. But ultimately, when we come to the end of the service, the devil must be a defeated man mm. and you must be a loved God. Mm. Those are the two things that we are looking for tonight. A defeated devil and a loved God. Mm. And that is why we commit this service to you in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. While you take your seats. Amen. Amen. Just for a few minutes, we want to speak about, uh, I wasn't quite sure whether to call it uh, the sound, the message of silence. Amen. Or the power. Of silence. Uh, but I ultimately settled for the message of silence. Amen. It's, a, it's an oxymoron. Because uh, we are used that 
There is nothing spoken in silence. Amen. So silence doesn't mean anything. But uh, we've come to realize that there, is, there can be a message in silence. And not only the message, but silence can be a weapon. Uh, not only that, but there is dignity in silence. Amen. And, and I think maybe uh, that is the why the prophet in the end time, uh, he had this period of grace. Uh, amen. Just a, a moment of silence. Uh, just before I go to him, I, I, I've been wondering, there's a, there's a man that I love reading his books. His name is Ralph Waldo Emerson. Amen. It was the greatest uh, writer in the 20th century. Amen. <laughs> Believers, do you read? How many are reading? Amen. Those that are not reading, I beg you, read something. Amen. A book, uh, uh, I guess some wanted to complete school to run away from a book. Amen. Uh, a book, you, you need to read until your grave. Until your grave. Amen. Amen. Uh, are we together? Amen. Uh, there's, there's just something that reading does to a person. Uh, even the messenger that we follow, he was a prolific reader. Amen. So the people that follow him must. Amen. Uh, we are not living during the time. You remember there was a time when the Bible used to be owned by only the father in Catholic. Uh, even if he misquoted the scriptures, people didn't have the Bible. They didn't know whether he was right or wrong. Amen. You remember even in the early stages in the message, the COD and the Revelation uh, series, it used to be owned by the pastors. You remember, owning a COD was a status then. If somebody debates you, you just say, uh, let me go and get my COD. It was not just available to everyone. But uh, today, the message is so compact that you can have everything on one gadget. And, and I think God has done it deliberately so that the people can have information and be empowered. Because a, a reading church can judge better. A, a reading believer doesn't just fall for anything. 
they know where they stand. Even when you come, you know, some quotes are very beautiful, but you don't find them in the message. Amen. The managers manufacture a beautiful quote. And when you ask him, where did you get it? Then he begins to sweat. But it can only be a reading church that can inquire. The Christ said, if you believe that you've got eternal life, search the scriptures. Amen. If you believe that you've got rapturing faith, search the message. Amen. So reading is the is the greatest thing that you can learn to do as a person. Amen. So this man said something very striking before I go to what the prophet says. He said this in the 18th century. He said it in the 18th century. He says, I like the, sil- the, I like the silent church before the service begins. Better than any preaching. Uh, do you hear him? It's because that they, there's so much happening in silence. You, you know, through the period of grace, you can be delivered from your disease even before the preacher preaches. You remember when the Queen of Sheba went to Solomon? The Bible says because she went there with an inquisitive uh, attitude. And then uh, when she got there, the, the Bible says when 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 she looked at the order in the in the temple, looking at the priest being in the post of duty, the Bible says, then there was found no more spirit in her. Amen. You, you can see, I don't think church order is something that started now. It goes well way even during the time of Solomon. You know why I'm not on church order, I'm just passing by. You know why we make you keep quiet and meditate before the service. We, we want to shut down all the noises of the world so that you can listen to the whisper of God. God hides himself in silence. And when God wants to confuse the devil, he uses silence. And before I go there, you, you know, even even uh, the Bible says, uh, I think it's Proverbs 17, verse 28. I'll read it from here. It says, Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, 
is counted wise. You know, when you are silent, you look like you know what you are doing. How many people that you respected when they were silent and when they spoke, you lost respect for them? Somebody even said, keep quiet and let the people assume that you are wise than to speak and let them for them to find otherwise. It's even the Bible speaks about it. It says, He that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. Have you realized that those that talk less are often the ones that are most listened to? If you can be in a meeting and maybe somebody just keeps quiet and people are busy talking and maybe towards the end of the meeting towards the end of the meeting and somebody say I just want to say something by virtue of them having kept quiet everybody now say we want to hear what they are going to say so, that means uh, you can use silence on so many things. Even when you are accused, you can be silent. It, it disempowers the devil. Actually, a man that can be silent in the midst of the attacks, it shows maturity. Even in marriage, the person that is mature is often the one that is quiet. Are we together? Because when you are quiet, it means you can manage and you can overcome yourself. Maybe you are wondering, wasn't it Jesus when when he was presented before uh, when he was presented before Pilate? The Bible says when he was accused of cheese chief priests and elders he answered nothing then said Pilate unto him here is the thou not how many things they witness against thee the Bible says he answered him to he answered him to, ne- to never a word that means he never spoke the way in so much that the governor marveled greatly can you see even Jesus knew that silence can disempower the devil now let us come to the scripture that we read it says when the seventh seal was, was opened then there was silence and I think I think the Bible readers would want to know what did this silence entail? Because there must be something in this silence. Because whenever you see silence, that means somebody wants to hide something from the general public. But you know that there is a message in silence. You know, when you are with your wife, you can be silent and yet talk to each other. 
Does it happen to you, marriage people? You, 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 I mean, I, I always say, you, uh, when you see, especially the, the uh, recently married, uh, they are scared to be silent in each other's uh, company. Uh, I'm boring. Uh, if you are fearing, we will say you are boring. It's not even saying even one way. But person. after some years, you know that it's no longer ways you can communicate in silence. Where I'm saying that is because Christ communicated to the bride in silence. Amen. In the midst of silence, the bride received a revelation. In the midst of silence, the bride was even pregnated. Because the prophet said the seventh seal, the seventh seal, it was an intimate moment. It was was an affair between a man and a woman. That's why after it, the prophet comes and says, here's the secret, the weight is in the bride. The bride is now pregnant with the weight. When when did it happen? It happened in that moment of silence. In that moment, the secrets, you you know, you can try, when we say the message can be communicated in silence, it means that a message can be transmitted from the heart to the heart without sound. You don't pretend like you don't know what I'm talking about. The day you decided you want to marry your wife, you never said something, but there was a transmission of messages. Yes, amen. I've got a witness. <laughs> Hallelujah. It, does it happen, married people? Before you could speak the words, you already got the message. Uh, because why? It was happening in, in a certain channel. So the seventh seal, it's a channel. It's a, it's a, it's a divine channel. It's God speaking to the bride. But the, the public, it's not exposed to the messages that are taking place. They, they just see you changing, moving from glory to glory. But, but it's because there is a message going on. I don't know, maybe somebody will understand. The, the Bible says there was earthquake and God was not in the earthquake. There was fire but God was not in the fire. Uh, because today pastors normally fire. There can be fire but God not being in the fire. And the Bible says there was a mighty wind but God was not in the wind. But after that God was in a still small voice. And a, a still small voice doesn't make sound. Because it speaks from within. 
God can only speak to you from within. So that means God must step into you to speak within you. That's what we believe. So it's not so much about what is happening externally. But it is what is happening within you. So, so that means you can come to church being friends, being buddies, maybe being a husband and wife and get into the car and one of you say, I've got no idea what they were talking about. But within you, you are dancing and say, God spoke to me. Because he came into you to speak within you. Christianity is not an eardrum activity. But it is a heart activity. And that's where we are today. God must speak to your heart. But he must speak to your heart when he is within you. We don't hear God by eardrums. But we hear God from within. With a still small voice. So what am I saying? In the midst of the noise of the world. There is political noise. There is religious noise. There is traditional noise. There is all kinds of noises. You must find a spot where you go silent. Because when you are silent, your thoughts begin to speak to you. You know, some people are scared of silence. Amen. It's hard to walk into a house this day finding a house being silent. There must be either a television set running or radio playing. But people are scared of silence. And because people are scared of silence, God can reach us. Every believer must have a moment where they go into their closet and just be silent. When you forget about the bills, forget about everything else, and you are just alone meditating. Have you ever spent time with yourself? Amen. Amen. Anyway, have you realized God only spoke to the people when he found them when they are by themselves? Wasn't Moses alone? Wasn't Elijah alone? Joshua wasn't alone when he was going there when he met that angel? So you, when, you, when you find that moment where you are alone, God is bound to come because it opens that supernatural channel. When there is silence around you, there is noise within. There is a message going on within you. I don't know whether maybe I'm preaching to myself, but, but have you ever been alone and began to meditate and end up smiling alone? 
And people say you have lost your mind. No, it is normal. Because there is a person within you. You must spend time with your inner person. And get in touch with your inner person. And a, a, a man within a man is bound to bring consolation when you go through a rough time. It's bound to be happy with you when you are having going through a time of Because that, that man is the real you. So, so there is you within you. As I said the other time. Hallelujah. What did we say the other time? We said the you the you I want us to emphasize the you the you in you makes you the you I will I'll come there so that you can understand the, the you the inner person within the you this body makes you the you what am I simply saying there must be somebody within you that guides you if you are just only this body, gee, you are living a very miserable life. Ah, this body you can be proud of. At some point in time, it ages. You smile, then it leaves the mark of the smile. And if you frown, it leaves the mark of frown. And sometimes when you are used to move in a certain way, yeah, you just go out of balance. <laughs> if you are used to know that your trouser is here, but manages, the other time is just... Okay. You can't guarantee this body. As time goes, it deforms. But isn't it beautiful that when the body gets deformed, there is another man that is being formed? When this body loses the beauty, the inner man regains the beauty. If the, if the outer man ages, the inward man becomes better. And if that is the case, don't only fit this man, fit that other man. This man is bread, but the inward man it's the word of God. Not just as someone, but the word of God. Because the nature of that man is the word. And you can only feed on your nature. And when we say the word, we are referring, referring to the original word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. And the same word was made flesh 
and became Jesus Christ. Today, we can say again, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, and that word became Brother Msisi. And you can personalize it as well. So, the word can walk on two feet. The word can speak. Amen. But it speaks when it is inside. God said to Moses, meet the tabernacle. Let they have the first court, the second court, and the third court. And I will meet you in the third court. In the third court, there was no movement because it was in the presence of the Shekinah glory. That's where Moses spoke to God face to face. There was no noise of politics. There was no religious noise. It was God with his servant speaking face to face. In the end time, the prophet saw the third pool when he saw that big tent and people were going past and the voice spoke to him. That's the third pool. That's where I will meet you in there. That is where he got was going to see to the prophet. And when you come into that, you can't impersonate. Because you can never impersonate the message that comes in silence. Because you can't interpret it. I don't know whether somebody will get it. Jesus said, even the angel don't know, even the son doesn't know. Amen. Only the father knows. Amen. Amen. But the Bible says in the voice of the seventh angel, when he begins to sound, the mysteries of God will be revealed. Now, my question would be, there are certain things that we can preach from the pulpit. There are certain things that you can read. You can hear, but you understand the effect. And after you have experienced the effect, then you can say, the reason I'm like this, it's because it was promised that this is going to happen. I don't know whether we're together. When, when the angel promised Mary that she will conceive without knowing a man, Mary, it's not a sermon that Mary could hear in church. It's not a sermon that she could read. But when that was spoken, materialized, it was the interpretation of what was spoken. So sometimes the results that we have confirms what we have heard. And sometimes we can't explain it, but that's how we feel. Maybe you don't get it, let me put in this manner. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet. How many false prophets we had? 
Today they are even making people drink petrol. I don't know whether it's unleaded or leaded. As if that was not enough, he made people to eat flowers, uh, flowers from the... They were decorating with flowers. You, you can see in some churches they are really smoking. Uh, what is uh, Those are the results of Nyaupe. Amen. Where is it in the scripture? After you have eaten, drunk petrol, what does it prove? Tell me, if a petrol tastes like pineapple, does it take you to heaven? I would never be under such a ministry. But when the ministry says the word became flesh, for me that settles it. Amen. Amen. And especially as on this continent, we are easily misled. Amen. That's why the government has got a problem now in Nigeria. Amen. People perished in Nigeria. Because they, they went after a man instead of going after God. Amen. So it's 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 very sad. Now, the prophet says. Now he's going to do it. That is in the seventh seal. That's what we don't know, isn't it? We don't know. It's even the time for all things. The ushering in of the millennium. Notice the breaking of this seal was so great that heaven was hushed by it in silence for the space of half an hour. Now it is great. What is it? It was silence. There was there wasn't even a thing moving for half an hour. A half an hour might not be long if you are having a good time. But in the suspense between death and life, it seemed like a millennium. It was so great, Jesus never mentioned it. None of the rest of them, John couldn't even write of it. He was forbidden to write here. He didn't write. It was just silence. Now, the four and twenty elders that stood before God there, harping with their harps, they quit playing their hearts. The angels hushed their singing in heaven. Think the holy cherubims and seraphims that Isaiah saw in the temple that had six sides. They went silent. And he's 
And they were saying day and night before God, holy, holy is the almighty God. Because these seraphims and cherubims have been singing for eternity. Holy, holy is the Lord God. From eternity to eternity. But when this seal was open, these seraphims then they kept silent. Angels quit singing. No singing. No angels singing. No praises. No altar service. Nothing. They were silent. Deadly silence in heaven for half an hour. And all the hosts of heaven were silent for this half an hour. When this seventh seal mystery in the book of redemption was broken. So there was no movement. And when there was no movement, and when there was nothing that was spoken, and when the singing quit, it confused the devil. He just couldn't follow what was happening. Because the prophet says, any slight movement would have given the secret away. But he says, now there was silence, there was no movement. But let me tell you something. In the midst of that silence, there was so much going on. In the midst of that silence, God himself, he left the throne and descended. The reason there was silence in heaven because there was no more attraction there. The person that became the object of worship, the person that became the object of singing was no longer in heaven but now had descended on the earth. I don't know whether we're together. If a king is in a palace and you sing for him and all of a sudden you look and you see the king is no longer there, then you can't sing. Because what is happening, heaven caught itself onto the earth. During that time, the mighty angel descended, left the corridors of eternity, and came down on Sunset Mountain with an open book. And when he came down, there was a seven angel messenger to receive him because it was a handing over ceremony. The book that was lost by Adam was now being returned to the human being. Because that book does not belong to heaven. It belongs to earth. When it was taken back and that book is not this book. That book is the Lord himself. When he came down and embodied himself into the human being, the devil did not know what happened. As it was with Mary, so shall be with this bride. When Jesus came into Mary as a body, 
Did anybody see him? Was there noise? When Christ came into Jesus, was there noise? People were there but didn't know what was happening. But John saw so something supernatural dropping out of heaven and was embodied into Jesus. And John, you know, you would have never, you, you, you had to be a special kind of material to worship with John. Amen. I mean, John came there for almost 400 they didn't have a prophet and say Messiah is coming Messiah is coming and when the time came for him to introduce the Messiah then he introduced his cousin that was nepotism. I mean, we're expecting the Messiah you follow uh, or John. Hey, to introduce the Messiah. When he's supposed to introduce him, he introduces his cousin. And he even said to the people, I didn't know that Messiah is my cousin. Because the Messiah was not Jesus. Messiah was in Jesus. Christ is not the same name of Jesus. But it is the person that indwelt Jesus. There is a difference between the Lord and his body. I don't know whether you get it. But when God comes and indwells himself, it is in the moment of silence. It happens to individuals. When God came into your life, was there a big noise? Even you yourself, sometimes you didn't even realize that something indwelled me. All of a sudden, you started seeing your habits changing. Your way of reasoning changed. Things that you used to enjoy, you never enjoyed them. And the, and the more you lost, you lost the sense of our environment. That's when you came in contact with God within you. And say, no wonder I don't love that music anymore. No wonder I don't like those friends anymore. No wonder I don't I don't like going to those places. It's because something took hold of you. And when it took hold of you, it was not noise. But it was a still small voice. And God came into you and said to you, within, greater than all of them is within you. Greater than the one that is in the world is within you. Greater than Solomon within you. And from that time, you realize you're not just a human being that is, has a bunch of bones that is covered with flesh. You realize there is something divine. There is a divine personality that is within me. 
the God that you worship. If you worship him in heaven, the devil will make you lose the reality of him. He will give you carnal interpretation of him. But the God that you worship, it must be like the way Jesus worshipped him. Jesus worshipped him. And yet Jesus was God. And Jesus worshipped God and Jesus was God. Where was that God? That God was in Jesus. Jesus worshipped the God that was in him. You must worship the God that is within you. Not in heaven. But within you. And say, I know him. He indulges me. Unless it is in that manner, you are an ordinary member of a church and you will fade away. This hour is not the hour of people that are taking chances. This is the time where the devil attacks everything. But there are men and women that will remain standing. Not because they are able, not because they pray too much, but because they are Almighty God has descended and indwelt them and God himself is worshipping himself in them. And all these activities they don't happen. It's not a great noise in the stillness. And you become a witness. Alone. Something happened. I can't explain it. But it changed me. I am no longer who I used to be. It's because something took hold of me. And that's what we need. We must come to a point where we say as Timothy chapter 1 verse 3 says as Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 it says great is the mystery of godliness and it is this is beyond controversy. This mystery of godliness that God was in the, in the body of flesh and appeared unto many. And these days, then it was, it was referring to Jesus. But today, it must refer to you. You must as well come to a point and say, my father and I are one. You must come to a point where you think it of not robbery to be equal with God. They must come a point and say, I don't do anything until I see the father doing Where is that father? Philip, show us the father. Philip, Philip, I've been with you this long. 
And now you say, show us the Father. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. I'm the visible image of the invisible Father. Today, it must be a believer that is saying, I'm the visible image of the invisible God. And when you worship God, that indwells you. You behave like him. What does it mean to say you behave like God? How does God behave? He speaks things. He believes in his way. The way makes things materialize. It can happen with you. If you say to this mountain, not Jesus, if you say to this mountain, be moved, the mountain shall move. And the mountain will only move when it is not just you, but it's God in you. Because now you will start behaving like God. Now in closing, in the Garden of Eden, we never lost. What we lost there was not church membership. Because there was no church in the Garden of Eden. What we lost there, it was not just a friendship with the pastor. There were no pastors there. But what we lost is Godship. Our original status, we are the little gods. Now in the in silence, we were restored back. And now I can say, Shalom to the Amateur God. As we stand up. Yes, he did.
Thank you, Lord. How many believe that he deserves to be worshipped? He's a wonderful God. Bless the Lord, oh my soul.
has done great things.
today, O oh Lord. Every one of us, O oh Lord, we can really truly, truly say it's only by your grace and your mercy, O oh Lord Jesus. And it's only through you, Lord, that we are all victims of your still, stillness, your voice, Lord, that's spoken to us, O oh Lord Jesus. Not nothing that we've done, nothing what we've said, Lord, but all through your great grace and your mercy, O oh Lord God. And we're so grateful, Lord, that we are under this ministry, O oh Lord. Lord, that we can draw from it, Lord. And Lord, in this time, Lord, you are molding us, breaking us, shaping us, Lord, through your stillness of your voice, O Lord. Lord, that quiet voice that talks to us tells us to keep quiet rather, or talk when we have to talk and to testify to others, O Lord. You are forming us and making us, Lord, into a statue of a perfect man, O Lord. Just like your prophet, Lord, when he was walking, Lord, that voice came to him and said, Do you want to walk with me? And Lord, he said, What a, what a privilege it is that I do want to walk with you, Lord. And there he saw himself change, O oh Lord. He saw his wife changing in front of him, O oh Lord. And that is the promise, O oh Lord Jesus. We will be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, Lord. And we hold on to the promise, Lord. You've done the work in us, Lord, and you truly will. You are obligated, Lord, to finish the work in us, O oh Lord. We thank you for this ministry tonight, Lord. Lord, we pray that you may be the after speaker to each and every one of us, Lord. To yield to that quiet, still voice, O Lord. And to listen to you, Lord. And to be able to be the light in this time of darkness, O Lord. Go with us further, Lord, and bless our brother, Lord. Give his strength back, Lord. And help him, Lord, as he lays before you daily, Lord. Lord, that we may may talk to him, Lord, and give him vision, Lord. Give him understanding of your word and wisdom of your word, Lord, that we may become better people, Lord, and better Christians, Lord. Go with us now. We ask in your most wonderful name. Amen. Amen.
Then I was wondering, was a, as I was preaching, it's not moving. Since it's stuck at one o'clock. Since it's stuck on one o'clock. Oh, sorry, I think almost five to one. 
Iti five to one. Amen. And says we say, is it? Yeah, Brambayan. I think I need to make an altar call. Amen. We'll check, brother, but whether is it a Petru or is it a human intervention? Amen. Higher ground, and then after after this song, you are dismissed. Till we see you on Sunday, nine o'clock. Let's attend a, a period of grace. It puts us in a state of expectation. It quietens down the noises of the world. Let's meet on Sunday, nine o'clock. Pressing on the upward way, you are Oh.